We keep hearing about when we get the new normal. We will da 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 da. But who decides all the when? Is the new normal going to be sent by FedEx? It's like a package. <laughs> or is it going to be sent down the mountaintop like back in the day? And where did the old normal come from? That the new normal has to appear the same way or something like that. You know, President Abraham Lincoln once said, the best way to predict your future is to create it. So instead of waiting for the new normal to be handed to us, maybe we should just create it into whatever we want. (laughs) But what does that look like exactly? The current environment has already changed with education and work and socializing, being totally thrown off overnight. It's changed relationships, responsibilities, or opportunities. College is in question. So is office life. Like maybe no one ever goes to an office again. What about entertainment? Will we ever get to a movie? What about weddings? What about funerals? And through it all, online business is soaring. And so is online education. And well, pretty much online everything else, right? Online has been the lifeline through all of 2020. So if we are going to create the new normal, how do we prioritize? What do we do? And what do we want? Welcome to the Ready Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Kay Slane, and this is your podcast. If you are thinking that it's time to take control of your future and have the lifestyle you really want by starting your own business, this is episode 98, We Create the New Normal, part one. The new normal. We just keep hearing it. It's this idea that people keep commenting about and saying, we're waiting for it to appear. But the old normal, which was the life we had when the year 2020 began, that was created by our circumstances, our habits, our desires, stuff we like to do, came out of activities um, that we not only believe we were capable of doing, but that we actually thought we had to do in many different ways. So creating this new normal could be kind of daunting or it could be this incredible opportunity. It's a clean slate. Let's just do what we think we need to do, whatever we think is right. So if you're an aspiring online entrepreneur, you kind of have the opportunity of a lifetime. (laughs) Everyone is online and they're online in a way where they're still trying to figure out what it means to be online. So people have more problems than they've ever, ever had because they've had to manage everything in two dimensions, real life and online life, and they need solutions. And guess what entrepreneurs do? Entrepreneurs deliver solutions. That's what we do. So that means you're staring at a world that needs you right now. So given all these changes that are going on, I thought, let's take a look about, you know, at what it would create, what it would take to create the new normal in areas that are really at top of mind, home, work, relationships, education, the global marketplace, technology, entertainment, digital life. So we're going to do it over two episodes because that's a lot to take on, right? You know, we're just, we're going to redefine the whole world and decide what we want coming out of it. But there's one underlying premise that I want everybody to keep in mind. The internet continues to dominate our lives. So this new normal, no matter what it is, it involves the internet. Uh, More products and services are going to move online the world will be an increasingly unified economic whole, regardless of all the geopolitical fights that are going on right now and, you know, all the sort of big stuff that's happening in the world. We will continue, we the people at the grassroots level, will continue to unify because that's just simply the way things go from now on. This is the world we live in. There's no 
reason why any business should try and only sell to its local market. I mean, unless it's a completely local thing, but most businesses will try and sell to the whole world and therefore they'll continue to try and address the desires of the whole world, which are increasingly very common. So regardless of all the fights, we know we're going for a unified unified ec- economic whole, meaning that everybody's going to continue to have, we're going to continue to have global companies. You as an online entrepreneur will continue to have access to the global market. You'll do everything online and be via the internet. So we're, we're keeping that in mind as our underlying premise about what the new normal includes. But we also have to remember the new normal that people want is one of diversity and inclusion and public safety and public health. So we have to keep that in mind as well. Like whatever this new normal is, it has to be something that the majority really want to happen for the better world that everybody wants to live in. So you operate in the physical world and you operate online. (laughs) I think in the future, these two realms will be one. But you know, I also write techno thriller novels. So that's my thing. But for now, you must have a separate online presence while you continue to exist as a carbon-based entity, let's say, but now you, you, you continue to be a physical human being, but you must have some kind of online presence. And I really feel like even the people who are the holdouts, mostly senior citizens that are holding out right now, they will end up, you know, continuing to have something going on online as well, because that's where everybody's going to be. So it is a, as an aspiring entrepreneur, you want to understand where you find your opportunities in this new normal that we're about to create. So where do you deliver value? Where do you contribute for those who are looking for products and services that you have to offer? How are you going to fit yourself in? So let's look at the categories from the top. Let's talk about, first of all, the new normal at home. I think we're going to be certain that the majority of people will work from home, even in the fields where they might not be working from home right now, like they might be essential workers. But the way that the technology is going, some of those essential jobs will be handed over to technology, right? So if you have a WFH product, that's work from home product, then you have a market because that's what people are looking for. What do people need at home? Well, online security and privacy tools, which not too many people thought about in the beginning, but are becoming increasingly of interest. Um, Office comforts, like you maybe just made an office out of whatever space you had in the house, but sure, you'd really like to turn it into something better. Soundproofing, wouldn't that be nice? (laughs) uh, Better lighting for all those Zoom calls where you look kind of like you're in a vampire shadow. Childcare, and, and by that extension being, you know, entertainment, education tools for children at home, healthier food. A lot of people are worried about that. Exercise options, like how can you keep exercising with just the opportunity at home or in, you know, around the neighborhood, but nothing in a gym. So you get the picture, like all these different questions that have come up for people in the last few months are opportunities for online entrepreneurs. The new normal at home means your living space and your working space are the same. So you need to clearly define your work boundaries, both physically and, you know, when you're on the clock and you need to eliminate distractions, be able to focus so that you can work comfortably and then do the regular home stuff when you want to. So in my book, Recast, building your WFH space is listed as a foundational activity for ensuring you create the kind of environment at home or in a coffee shop or in a library that is conducive to work because that's what you're going to be doing from now on. You have to set up your workspace, get your resources around you, 
eliminate distractions, set a schedule and get started. And you have to do it even if you think you're not going to be doing an online business right now <laughs> or you know, you because you might have a workplace that's switching to WFH and you might not be prepared for it. So you need to think about that and get that out of the way even if you are not particularly setting up your online business right now, okay? Although you should be setting up your online business. Um, <laughs> All right, then let's talk about work. So what is work in the new normal? You can have a salary paid by a company, but you're going to have to have an independent income from something else. That seems to be the way things are going because um, it's just too unstable economically, right? So your options for your second income and beyond include your own business. You could have affiliate sales. You could sell somebody else's product. You could do consulting, you could do coaching, you could do teaching, you could do organizing, personal services. There's a lot of different things that you can do but the key is the new normal is it's not a two income household. It's a two income person. That's what the new normal is. So everyone, you know, on earth likes to do or not do certain things. Like for me, I'm not a fan of any kind of chore. I don't like any kind of chore. I don't want to do any of it. So I will gladly outsource those tasks to someone else. If I have the money to pay for somebody else to do all the things I don't want to do, that's what you do. Um, so at the same time, so that's, you know, household chores and so on. But at the same time, people need expertise to, you know, when you're preparing to start an online business, um, you need expertise in guest podcasting. Like these are the things that I do. That's my work. So those are the trade-offs there. I, you know, this is how money changes hands. You know, I provide particular services. Other people provide services and the money changes hands. So you shouldn't be afraid to embrace this concept of outsourcing. What will you pay someone for and what will they pay you for? That's what you need to know. Beyond just uh, having a regular salaried position, you're going to need to know where that second income is coming from. So the new normal for work means you must have an independent, preferably online income. We're going from a two-income household to a two-income person. The wealthiest people in the world have multiple streams of income. So looking forward to the future when you're trying to stay afloat with any possible crazy things happening at any point, at a minimum, you're going to need two incomes too, right? So you have to decide, how are you going to contribute? And we're going to have to think about teaching people from an early age that unless you're born rich and can just skip working, (laughs) you're going to have to have an interest that you can turn into an income. And you're going to need to identify value for other people. What do they want or what do they need that you could offer? That's where you're going to have to think about what work means in the future as we go forward with this new normal. All right. What does it mean for relationships? This is a fun one, right? Relationships are a big question in this new normal. Now there's different types of relationships we're going to handle differently. There's family, friends, colleagues, and romance. So when it comes to family, the new normal for family is the same as the old normal. <laughs> I don't think there's anything going to change because it's just the way family work, right? And when we've seen it all the way through this crisis, it has been people within the same family are automatically in the same bubble. So if you're an aspiring entrepreneur and you're prob- you know, you're thinking about starting your own business, you're probably going to get the same pushback from family that you would get in any kind of normal. Um, but don't expect any changes to that kind of life. That I think that's just going to exist the way um, it always has. But for friends and colleagues, that's a whole different story, right? I mean, how do you even make friends or obtain new colleagues in the new normal? 
Well, it's all going to be online. That's going to be the only option. That's what it's been for months and that's going to continue. So besides romances, which we'll talk about in a second, the new normal for making friends and having colleagues is going to be a really intriguing relationship change. Your Facebook and your other online friends will be your real friends. Like people joke about that today that, oh, friending somebody on Facebook is not a real friend. New normal, that's going to be a real friend for sure. People you collaborate with at work will be your real colleagues. And you have to recognize that when you meet someone online in a, in a sort of organized kind of space, that's your new friend. <laughs> Um, so how you meet someone in the future will be irrelevant. It's kind of like the way people sort of talk about books versus audiobooks today. What's going to count is not how you met physically or online. What's going to count is the reason you met in the first place. If you met in an organized space, then you're going to be real friends. So it's kind of like sort of ongoing quality of your digital relationship will become an important factor for deciding how friendly you are, I guess. Like if you end up collaborating with people, building a business, doing volunteer work, you know, creating something new, whatever it is, and you're doing it all online, whatever effort and time and so on you put into that, that's the strength of your bond. So it's through that output together. It's through working together. Even if you've never met in person, even if you've never physically hugged or shook hands or anything like that, if you're doing all this stuff together online, it's going to be cool. That's just going to be what it is. So that's the new normal for uh, friends and colleagues. But it's going to be the opposite for romance. <laughs> for romance, of course, you're still going to need to meet. It, you know, that's just the human thing. Like it's almost impossible to imagine a world where you can have romance that is not physical. I don't mean that in the you know cha-cha-cha way. I mean that just in a way that human beings connect so if you're working on a project, because everybody's working on projects online anyway, if you're working on a project, you can have a strong friendship with somebody working on a project. But if you're actually trying to bond digitally as romantic partners, eh, that's going to be really tough. Um, it could be, you know, it might be okay to start that way. In fact, I think it will definitely, it, it will have to start that way. It's going to definitely start that way. So texting is not a problem. But it's that next step, like agreeing to go and meet in a coffee shop. Like that's going to be the next step that's going to become even more profound. So you'll have your Zoom discussions. And if you don't like someone, you know, you can drop, drop them right away. So at least you've got that, right? So instead of having the coffee shop be the first move where you're kind of like having to go through all that trouble right from the beginning, now you can have your Zoom discussion <laughs> and see if you like each other. And if you don't like them, you just don't get together. And if you do like them, then you have to have the bubble discussion and determine your bubble protocol and then you could meet somewhere. So that's going to be, you know, it's going to take a few digital discussions probably before you're ready for the bubble protocol discussion, but that's going to have to be the next thing that comes up. So the new normal for relationships stays the same for family. It'll be based on collaboration for friends and, and colleagues, and it'll be a combination of both for romances. So family is offline, friends and colleagues are online, and romances start online, but then move offline. <laughs> so that's how you figure it all out. <laughs> um, because 
What's happening in the romance is you're kind of trying to decide if you're transitioning to family. So that means you have to do the bridge from online to offline. This is how it's playing out. So if you're building a business, okay, so you're building your business as an aspiring entrepreneur, thinking about starting a business, you have to still focus on continuing to make connections and manage online relationships the same way you would offline. The value is going to be the same. So the people that you spend hours and hours and hours talking to on Zoom, you will call your friends and your partners, you know, partners in business. And you can have a life online that seamlessly operates with your life offline as long as you understand this dynamic and you don't shortchange people just based on where you met them. So that's, you know, work and colleagues, education and classmates too, right? I should mention that like overnight online education went from being a consideration to a necessity and the discussion around learning on a computer just accelerated and everybody's talking about that. And, you know, in my, in my uh, life online books, my techno thrillers, I describe this near future education world as being entirely online. And it's not because of a pandemic. That's not what happens in the books. It's because the tools for online education provide a majority of students with a superior education. Because instead of being forced as a child to be one of many in a classroom and just being fed like the exact same thing that every child's supposed to be, you know, at the same level, in the, in the near future, every child gets an exclusive, curated, tailored program of study that is designed around their strengths and weaknesses. It's a beautiful thing. So no matter how much we love our teachers, they, you know, we're going to have to love this one of a kind education system even more because it's just going to be so much more valuable for people to be able to excel where they can excel and take more time where they need to take more time at their own pace. So in 2020, like there's millions of parents and they had to, you know, face this harsh reality about how their children learn. And a lot of them are not happy with it. They're kind of freaked out. <laughs> really? Like this is how my, my kid learns in class or this is what my kid can learn or whatever. Like people are getting kind of freaked out. Right. And at the same time, there's a, the college experience has come under total scrutiny for like the opposite reason. reason. Like people are like, why am I even bothering to go to college if I can't be there on campus? Because with the exception of licensed professionals, doctors, lawyers, engineers, you know, architects, whatever, we know that licensed professionals must have a, a formal education process, otherwise nobody will trust them. But for everyone else, college, is, it, it turns out, reality check, you know, hits people that college is not about learning um, certain subjects. It's about being on campus and having that exposure and then a network and the experience and meeting tons of people at a time and not being limited in who you can meet and not being limited in who you can, you know, hear speak and things like that. The value of the education lies in actually being there on campus. So that's a reality that hit really hard in 2020 is, is the idea of paying for an online college education fell through the floor. Like people are like, no way I'm doing that. But the idea of paying for online skills, that's a different story. People are pretty happy. Online education is growing to a billion dollar a day business because people would love to learn new skills and they will learn them online. So the new normal in education puts all of our skills training from learning the alphabet to, you know, the underlying science of structural <laughs> design, all of that goes online. And everyone from children to adults to anybody 
who want to learn specific tasks, like how to read and how to write, uh, can do it online, okay? Online education will also be for thinkers, like people who want to hold book discussions and history lectures and scientific discovery exchanges. All that can go online too. And it'll be much more robust because it'll be able to include many more people in so many different forums all over the world. But the college experience, the beautiful college experience, the chance to meet people, network, be exposed to a variety of subjects and be all that and that's going to make a comeback one day in some limited and exclusive format, but it will be like even more elusive as ever. I think sad tuition will, will plummet from, you know, in some ways because schools are going to have to adjust to less interest in attending college and more selective enrollment. But remember, it's not less interest in education and it's not less interest in skills. People will absolutely want that will skyrocket, but it will be done online. And I think that you'll see more stuff like sponsorships maybe of colleges, um, you know, uh, as a way to help them improve their, to look after their costs, because there will be certain professions and companies that will want to encourage people to continue to go to college and therefore will offer, you know, money, advertising dollars, like why not? So if you are aspiring entrepreneur and you're trying to decide between business and college right now, I'm going to say pick starting a business, start your online business now, Go online to learn specific skills. You can start with skills that are around your business. Um, And again, when I say that, I'm a big fan of college. I've got five post-secondary degrees. But I also recognize that it doesn't work for everybody. So if you don't, if you want to be a, a licensed professional, you're going to have to figure out how to make college work. But if you were ambivalent about college to begin with, you weren't sure, and now you're worried about paying for an online experience when you really wanted to be on campus, then you're going to have to look at, okay, it's probably a better idea to start an online business. You can always go to college later, maybe next year. So make this gap year the year that you build your business and you'll have the experience and the money, hopefully, to pay for college and be on campus and really enjoy your time there. So that's kind of the decision you have to make is around what are you really trying to accomplish? Are you just thinking about going to college because it's there and that's what everybody does? Well, now in the new normal, not everybody does that anymore. So you have a chance to think of it differently and to do something different with your time and of course, with your money. So today, right now, you're living the opportunity to have the life you truly want. A life on your terms where you add value that you believe in and that makes you feel like you're really contributing to build the world you want to see. Becoming an entrepreneur, being your own boss, and having your own business is one of the best ways to take control of your life and to deliver to yourself your own life dream. But you have to get started. So to recap, this is Ready Entrepreneur Podcast Episode 98, We Create the New Normal, Part 1 of 2. So here's what we have in general. We are talking about how we create our own future by, re- by defining for ourselves the new normal and what we want it to be. And for you as an aspiring entrepreneur, paying attention to these developments so you can see where you can add value and contribute to this new world and to deliver products and services that people want or need. So technology becomes even more indispensable. It's that external device that continues to surprise us. We're transitioning, we're in the digital age, and the impact is both challenging and satisfying. So the new normal at home, 
means your home and your workplace are the same and you need the privacy and security of your digital life needs to be enhanced and solidified. Your comforts need to be there. Your distractions need to be gone. So all the online entrepreneurs who are thinking about delivering solutions for people working from home, this is the time to do it. The new normal in work means you upgrade your online skills continuously learning and adapting your skills for your business and even for your nine to five if you have one. Everything you learn could be used to help you in the future. So you must constantly be integrating the online work with your abilities as you go forward. Now the new normal in relationships, life is online and it's offline. (laughs) So for family and traditional relationships, offline continues to be secure. But for new friendships and colleagues and classmates, that all is going to come from the online world. And you'll have to learn to accept that people you meet online that you end up doing, you know, you collaborate with and do things with, those are going to be your friends and your colleagues and classmates just like before. You have to learn to manage that life as naturally as you manage the offline life. And then for romance, be prepared to start online. And then you're going to have to get out of your bubble and make your offline moves. (laughs) And then the new, and of course, for aspiring entrepreneurs looking at how to help people do that, plenty of opportunity because there are a lot of problems there looking for solutions. And the new normal in education means online education will be the norm. And this is where you have a just biggest opportunity ever to participate in this growing industry, billion dollars a day and counting. Most people will have to get their basic skills training online. You know, offline education will be for specific professions and needs and sort of the hands-on professions, but from preschool maybe and for the rest of your life, you'll be uh, learning online as often as possible because there's just unlimited resources there. And the criteria for excellence is going to be between you and your computer. It'll be a lot less of the subjective type of um, grading and things like that that happen in uh, in general when you're working in the offline world. So this two-part series, this this was part one, and this is all about how we create the new normal for ourselves based on what we want. And for aspiring entrepreneurs with good ideas that you're willing to implement, you get to create the future. So I have a few resources to help you identify what you can do as you develop your business idea and are prepared to spread your message and promote your product you should think about interviewing on podcasts. Podcast guesting is an excellent way to connect with new audiences and solidify your authority and recognition. It's one of the fastest growing media out there. So if you want to to go in depth and learn how to be a guest on a podcast, I've created the ultimate podcast guest interview blueprint, and you can get it now at caselane.net forward slash blueprint. It's really around how to find research and contact podcasts for an interview. The link is in the description. If you enjoyed this information and found it useful, please make sure you're subscribed to the Ready Entrepreneur podcast so you do not miss future episodes. And please leave a rating and a comment at Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen to podcasts so I can see your feedback. And if you know someone who would benefit from the tips and strategies in the Ready Entrepreneur podcast, please share this podcast with another aspiring online entrepreneur. At readyentrepreneur.com, you'll find tons of helpful information for rising entrepreneurs, links to guides, books, courses, and so much more. 
And you can join the community of aspiring entrepreneurs just like you, who I keep up to date with tips, ideas, strategies, and other cool stuff. Visit readyentrepreneur.com. And if you want to reach out to me directly, email contactcase at readyentrepreneur.com or follow me on social media or reach out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Pinterest. Thank you so much for listening to the Ready Entrepreneur Podcast with Case Lane.